Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which of course means from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry, and please tell them that Stone sent you. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. First up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Brighter Investing, Gary Whitehurst and Nancy Sager. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we are delighted to have you in the studio this morning. As so often happens in this studio, since day one, the way you and I got initially connected, Gary, was a gentleman by the name of Dean Belmoff. Uh, we're very seriously considering calling this the Dean Belmoff Studio. <laughs> uh, but you and I did get a chance to visit uh, several weeks ago, and I got a little bit of a feel for your work and the why behind it. But for the benefit of our listeners, could you just share with us a, a brief overview, mission, purpose? What are you out there trying to do for folks? Yeah, so Brighter Investing is a full-service financial advisory firm and we're focused on sustainable and impact investing, which is a term that uh, people are starting to hear more and more out in the world today. And I think what's really unique about us is sort of the the why behind why we got into business. And I think Nancy really articulates that that very well. Oh, well, thank you. How about that uh, handoff? Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> Hi, Stone, meet Nancy. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, well, we, yeah, we were inspired to start Brighter because Gary and I want to – get up every day and help clients who care about solving significant problems the world is facing. And these are problems like climate change and environmental degradation, resource scarcity, and widening inequality. Um, since you and I didn't get a chance to talk, I've actually spent most of my career in social enterprise, so businesses that create uh. both economic and social value. And in early 2018, I just had to do something about the climate crisis. I'd been an advocate since I was an undergrad like 30 years ago. <laughs> but uh, uh, So this I, topic was on your radar 30 years uh, ago? Oh, well, it was on the scientists' radar fifth, uh, in the 1950s. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I was confess. late to the party, but I wasn't alive back then, okay? <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but 30 years ago, it was not on my radar. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I learned it in a class in the university at the University of Michigan. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I've been an advocate since then, but um, uh, at, in early 2018, I needed to make it my full-time job. Um, and with Brighter, I'm, I'm doing that, and it's very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's that passion and expertise, which is why I really wanted her to, to talk about how long she's been thinking about it, which, yeah. is why, which is why we got into this. You know, we didn't just decide to start offering this service because one of our clients asked for it. I mean, it's all that we do because we feel it's that important. Now, were both of you inside, working inside more traditional shops prior to this, leading up to this? Yes, I actually I spent twenty two, yes, twenty two years uh, working for a local wealth management firm, building it from 
zero assets under management to a pretty successful firm. And I was during that time, I was a went from financial advisor all the way up to leadership and also probably held every position you can think of along the way. Um, about three or four years ago, I got the itch to start my own firm. And if I was going to take that leap, if I was going to do that entrepreneurial jump, it needed to be something truly special. And the idea of starting Gary's House of Wealth wasn't quite going to cut it. <laughs> um, so that aha moment came when Nancy and I started talking about sustainable investing. And that's when we said, you know what, this is a powerful tool that people can really get behind. Because what we what we started to understand is that most people have no idea what's in their portfolio but they care. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Raising you, your hand over they, there. They know they know the companies, but they care they care how their money's invested. They care what yeah. types of companies that they're invested in. And when they find out, if they find out, they have a really strong push to begin to invest sustainably. So how did the two of you meet? Well, Gary recruited me to do some consulting work uh, when I, I was based out in Los Angeles, and uh, the firm, his firm, needed some help uh, in marketing. So I was doing that remotely, and then he convinced me to move to Atlanta in 2015. Oh yes, so I was working with the firm, and you know, it's it was a little bit off my my. My career focus, which was the social enterprise, mm -hmm. um, but it was it was a really interesting opportunity, and that firm had a different approach. Um, so I found it rewarding. But again, in 2018, there was a bigger crisis that I needed to deal with. Okay, help me understand social enterprise because we have in our work um, come across and begun to meet some fascinating folks who are uh, very invested in this idea of. Um, Social enterprise, I think, is the right the the right phrase for this. One of our studio partners, we have a, a network of people who run studios, like the one we're sitting in now. Uh, Karen Nowicki, her studio is actually housed in a co working space run by uh, a family that is um, very involved in the local conscious capitalism. Yep. So we've come across folks like that, and I think they have a conscious capitalism weekly or monthly show. Um, over there. And then the other thing that Lee and I, my business partner and I have run into from time to time back, you remember the old days when we had conferences and trade shows, <laughs> we, you know, we do a lot of uh, radio work inside conferences and trade shows for clients. Um, am I going to say B corporation? Yeah. Can you give us a little primer about this whole ecosystem, Nancy? You're the right sure. one for this, right? Sure. Uh that's why you hired her. Uh, right? <laughs> That's why either, you wooed her over here. <laughs> either either one of us could talk about this for okay. days, but um, the the uh, we are a legal public benefit entity. So uh, and Georgia now offers that as an option when you set up your company, you can set it up as a public benefit public LL, benefit. LLC okay. or or corporation. Um, at the time we set up the company, Georgia didn't offer that, so we. Uh, we went to Delaware and did it. Huh. Um, what that means for us is that in our corporate charter, we had to state the public benefit. The reason that we were in business was to deliver a public benefit. And what was that public benefit? And uh, uh, we also had to make a fiduciary commitment to the triple bottom line. But our public benefit commitment was to help Americans move 
their capital into sustainable investments that would drive change in in the areas that matter most. But on top of that, um, we also wanted to provide financial literacy and cause education and experiences ultimately to help our clients and the 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 um the citizens in general to become stronger investors and better advocates for the causes that they care about okay triple bottom line speak to that yeah so that means a commitment to not just profit but also people and planet so you're thinking more than just about the company's bottom line you're actually thinking about the impact of your product or service that your company offers. And that intent was very important to us. We believe that business has a huge impact on our world, and it can certainly be a force for good. And if more people thought beyond just their own bottom line, but the absolute long-term impact, we think not only will that help them generate better profits over time, but it's going to be better for all of us because, as Nancy often says, There is no planet B, so we need to think about that right now. Okay, so let's walk this through a little bit. Um, And even though I may not have Russ Yeo's pockets, Russ Yeo's going to visit with us here in a little bit. He he runs the workout any time up up in Milton. We're going to get a chance to to visit with him in a little while. But even though I don't have his pockets, I've put a a little money away over the the years. Um, I reach out to you. Somehow we begin to, to form a little bit of a relationship uh, walk me through, what are we talking about early on? What am I doing? What are you doing? How, yeah, walk me through that engagement, I guess is the right word for that. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that we start with when we talk with clients is what exactly is sustainable and impact investing? Because there's a lot of terms, there's a lot of different language that go, that goes on out there. So at a high level, we talk to them about the definition of sustainability, which is meeting the needs of today without sacrificing the needs of future generations to meet theirs. That is a great definition. I am glad. Man, that was a great <laughs> qu- You know, it was because I asked such a great question. No, that's a fantastic. Would you repeat that, please? <laughs> Seriously, would you just re- repeat su- the definition for sustainable? Absolutely. So sustainability is about meeting the needs today, doing what you need to do today, without sacrificing the ability of future generations to meet theirs. Wow. It's thinking about a world that exists beyond next quarter, beyond next year. It's it's thinking about the future. And sustainable investing is deploying capital with that thought in mind. Is that is okay, finding the opportunities to do that. Easier today, more prolific today, harder today to find those opportunities? It's, it's actually, it's easier today than it ever has been. Okay. The, the space is exploding, which is a surprise to, to most people. They don't realize that as the beginning of 2020, one in every $3 in the U.S. was invested sustainably. Wow. That was... Well, that's got to be encouraging, right, Nancy? 17, you got to be doing the sustainable dance. 17, oh, every day, every day. $17.1 trillion as of the wow. beginning of 2020. Again, you got to wonder how much of that is Russ's, but we'll find out. <laughs> He'll have his segment in a little bit. <laughs> but it had spiked. That was a 42% increase from 2017. Oh my! And when you look at those numbers worldwide, they've doubled. We're, we're at almost, we're at over $34 trillion. 
Okay, so going back to the to the process, we visit. I get. I'm intrigued. I heard this interview, or or you spoke about it at some conference, or you know, if you meet Nancy anywhere on the street, she's like flow with progressive, right? She's going to talk to you about sustainable. Uh, well, or or any one of these problems that people are trying to solve. I've 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 been involved in this my entire career. So you want to talk about uh, the amount of water it takes to make a pair of jeans. I can talk about that. Oh, okay. All right. So, so I get intrigued, and, and I'm like, "Hey, this is really cool." Now, what? Now, is it? Uh, is it a matter of, of educating me, as Nancy <laughs> just did about? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Is 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 education a, a big part of educating a client like me who is not already Nancy level fired up about it? I'm just kind of intrigued. Absolutely, it's critically important for a couple of reasons. Okay. First thing is, this is still, we're still giving financial advice. We are still putting investment portfolios together, which means that there's a lot of things we need to know about a client that aren't focused on sustainability at all. It's what's the purpose of the money? What's their capacity for taking risk with the money? Um, and when are they going to need to, when are they going to need to access the money? So we, we get all of that information before we even start to talk sustainability. But once we get there, that's when the fun really starts because there's a lot of nuance and choice in the sustainable world. And I think that's what a lot of people miss. You can go to a lot of different places and they'll say, oh, you want to invest sustainably. Here's your ESG portfolio or here's your sustainable portfolio. But there's a lot of different choices you have. You can make values-based choices. You can make performance-based choices or you can get a blending of both when you go right. when when you go through there. So it's we we always start with a with a history lesson with clients before before we actually get them to start to start making some choices. And you're, this does not mean you're not dismissing at all what I would describe or you know something I do have a little bit of a frame of reference for the typical conversation that you got to have risk tolerance and 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 you know unique objectives and. And oh man, I don't even know how financial advisors in any uh, anywhere on this continuum do it. But I mean, you guys got to be like part therapists, right? Because you're dealing with husband, wife. <laughs> That's well, a whole other. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny when we have them do a risk tolerance and they do it individually, and they're on opposite ends of the spectrum, and they they get a little competitive about it. But but beyond that, you know, the next step. That's, you know, that the the financial conversation is the baseline. That's what yeah. everyone You can't does. dismiss that. That's right, every right. bit as important have, here yep. as, it, as it is in any other. Okay. Yeah, but in our in our business, that's the starting point. Okay. And then we continue with talking about what's important to them, it, what kind of world they're investing in for the future, for future generations. I mean, you know, nobody says I want to leave um, I want to leave the world in a worse place for my grandchildren, right, right? right? So we talk about the problems that are important to them. And we can address a lot of problems with um, sustainable investments. Uh, climate change, obviously, is a top priority um, for the world and for many of our clients. And so they want to move their um, money out of ca- uh, fossil fuels and large greenhouse gas emitters, laggards in big agriculture and transportation, um, companies that are driving deforestation, et cetera, et cetera. And instead, they want to invest in companies that are creating solutions, that are um, managing their uh, their climate risks and positioning themselves to succeed in a low-carbon world. 
Plus, there are, um, you know, people are part of sustainability. You know, you need right. you need a stable, healthy workforce to sustain your business. And so our clients also care about social mm. and humanitarian mm. problems like poverty, hunger, clean water, uh, the gender pay gap, diversity and inclusion, and a lot more. So those are things that they can invest in. And we're talking with them, you know, to understand... You, uh, both individually and together, what their priorities are, so that we can tailor their investments to what they what they're looking to do. This is not, as Gary said, handing over. Hey, here you go. We stuck an ESG fund in your in your portfolio. <laughs> ESG. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, great. Mm-hmm. Environmental, social, and governance. Okay, but it did partially answer my next question. I, I was curious. I thought this might be the case. Um, are there, I don't know if products is the right word, but are there opportunities that are not just individual equities, but, but funds and baskets and you have the same kind of, um, sets of opportunities in this world as you would in more traditional. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly since, particularly since 2015, there are enough assets and enough classes to build diversified portfolios. You can analyze individual stocks or you can um, analyze individual bonds. There are mutual funds available. There are ETFs or exchange traded Uh, funds. There are private investments. You, You can run the gamut when you go to put a sustainable investment portfolio together. There's a lot of different options that are out there. Well, and and on top of that, in 2020, investors put more than $51 million, billion, billion, sorry, $51 billion (laughs) into, into sustainable mutual funds and ETFs. That was, that's a pretty huge number. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a firm like yours, really for financial advisors firms in the first place? Because I would think that would be, you must have to cultivate so much trust. And then above and beyond that, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a firm like you that's kind of taking this, you're kind of taking the stand, you're, you're, you're working a, a little different niche, yeah? Yeah. I mean, a lot of our clients come to us because they've seen, heard us on a Zoom event, um, talking about things like climate or the circular economy or systemic issues, and they uh-huh. recognize okay. our expertise. It may be an expertise that they share or something that's really important to them, and they care about these things. They understand that we know about it, and um, they really want to engage with us. But that's really gratifying when 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 clients care and they ask us questions. So we're talking with them on a much more frequent basis than, say, a traditional financial advisor, because we're not just talking with them about their their money. Yeah. From a pure blocking and tackling perspective, I mean, I've been doing this for 24 years, and I've always heard you need to have a specific niche, a specific focus if mm. you want people to know who you are. Mm. And when people understand that all we do is sustainable and impact investing, we often hear, wow, that's different. And yeah. um, it certainly is in and around Atlanta and the Southeast. I think there are more and more firms that are moving in this direction, but very few firms that have decided to focus on it and it's a passion for us, but it helps because it makes us it makes us unique and it makes it easy for people to remember and say, "Oh, you're interested in that. 
you should call them. Well, it's an interesting and very important point. It's not like, oh, yeah, we got a sustainability guy. Uh, yeah, and we ought to put a little bit of that in your portfolio, Stone, and then you can look your grandkids in the eye. No, that, this is what you do. This is all you do. This is your specific area of expertise. Yeah, absolutely. And no, that's an important distinction. Yeah, the, the, and the space is evolving so quickly. Uh, if you're not in it day in and day out the way we are, it's, you know, it's it's difficult to keep up. In fact, I was on the phone with Morningstar two weeks ago and talking with them about some of the products that they offer to financial advisors. Mm-hmm. And they said, wow, you are way ahead of the advisors that we traditionally talk to. Uh-huh. The advisors that we talk to usually say, or call us and they say, you know, we just want to take our existing strategies and tweak them a bit so that they get higher ESG scores. They're not talking about solutions and reporting impact and telling stories about, you know, being proud of what's in your portfolio. That's, he's like, we haven't heard that. We also get calls from some very, very large firms asking for our our input and advice Uh on how to get their advisors interested and passionate about doing this. And you said, you said, oh, yeah, we have a sustainability guy. <laughs> right. Can't you just hear you know, some traditional firm saying that? Um, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if there is a, a sustainability guy, I mean, you know, we need more women in this uh, in this field, and we could talk about that all day. Well, you know what? We, but... we probably will. We'll have you back and talk about that, too, because clearly it brings a lot to the party, right? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but anyway, uh, it is. It's. It. We believe that you need to specialize in this in order to be really good at it because it's. It is a discipline on top of a discipline. All right, Russ can't stand it. I know he's wanting to ask this question. I'll ask it for him. Uh, we, we still got. We got to make money here. Can you? Should you um, be equally invested in the idea of getting a handsome return? Um, I'm operating under the impression, but I want it validated through this conversation. I don't necessarily have to compromise financial returns, wealth building to get to do this. So returns are always an interesting conversation. Although I want to say emphatically, you do not have to give up returns to invest sustainably. There is study after study after study that shows that good sustainability practices are positively linked with strong corporate performance, which often leads to better stock market returns. So that's, I want to get that. That logic makes sense to me. I want to get that out there. And a lot of sustainable mutual funds and investments have outperformed their counterparts even before, but during the pandemic. So that's kind of where we start now. As you said, this is still investment management, which means that you need to work with an investment advisor that's going to put a portfolio together that is going to be well-constructed, efficient, and is going to help you reach your goals. This is not about going to going to buy a green, feel-good company with really bad returns, and they're out there, absolutely. Just because right. it's sustainable doesn't make it a good investment. But if you have a good investment process – there are enough choices, enough opportunities out there where you don't have to give up one iota of return. And what we think is most exciting is that companies out the front window that are looking to solve some of the biggest problems we face today, 
such as climate change, resource scarcity, widening inequality. These could be some of the greatest investments of the next 50 years, and we thoroughly believe this. If the market corrects, companies in our portfolios are going to correct. Sure. But they are going to – we believe these portfolios are well-constructed and and should perform well over time. So do do you guys – and I'll ask this of both of you. um, I think I know Nancy's answer, but that's okay. Let's don't make any assumptions. (laughs) Am I that obvious? (laughs) (laughs) You're that passionate, and it's so invigorating. It's what makes this work so much fun. I can't even call it work. Uh, Are you of the opinion – I will start with Nancy, and I'm sorry. This might be a hard act to follow, Gary. Uh, Are you of the opinion that long-term impact of – of um, uh, doing your practice this way and other people following suit will cause more and more companies to change and cause them to be more focused on, I don't know, think, I don't even know what it means yet, the ESG score and more focused on, you know, and keep, you know, Business Radio X absolutely committed to gluten-free tuna-safe programming. I mean, do, do, do you feel like, but do you, do you feel like it's going to impact business people out there and they're going to, you know, because look, that's tr- that you're going to attract more investment. Like, will it feed itself? Uh, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it this way: the private sector is the most malleable entity on earth, and in a capitalist system, companies that don't respond to changing consumer preferences or changing investor preferences are risking their own li- livelihoods and their mm. own sustainability. And here's a perfect example. So last fall, I was talking with a friend who is the CFO of a publicly traded company, and he had just gotten off an earnings call where his two biggest investors raked them over the coals Uh for their weak sustainability practices. Uh And this was like, he's Nancy, you know, what do we, what do we do? We, we have no idea where to start, but his investors had told them that if they did not turn things around and quickly, that within the next few years they would be sold for, and I quote, peanuts. Uh-huh. So let's just say that they are working really hard right now to turn <laughs> things around, and they have a lot to do, but they are very motivated. I'll bet. All mm-hmm. right. Gary, sorry you got to follow that act, but you have anything to add to that? <laughs> I will say ditto to what, <laughs> there you go. to what she said. But I think more and more people are starting to understand that there's a lot of power in becoming a consumer. Where you shop, what you mm. buy, how you invest has real-world impacts. Yeah. And you're starting to see this not only from from what you see from, from day-to-day people, but also in the business world. When the CEO of BlackRock comes out and says that climate change is going to be one of the biggest focuses for their firm going forward, that moves markets. Yeah. I mean, BlackRock is a huge investment firm. They own about 25% of the companies that they're invested in. So their voice matters. And what's pushing their voice is the noise that's coming from consumers and people who want and who demand more. So we absolutely believe that it affects change over time. Uh, this is a fascinating topic. We got to keep this conversation going. I'm quite sincere, Nancy. Let's let's figure out a way to ki- continue this this conversation, uh, Gary, as well. For our listeners, um, we definitely want to make sure that they have your contact information, and, and so they can reach out and talk to, to you guys or somebody on your team. Are there some things that uh, that our listeners, Russ and I, can do kind of on our own to just start getting more knowledgeable about this world and start getting a feel for it? 
Absolutely. There's there's a lot of resources that are out there. People often say, do you have to have a financial advisor to start investing sustainably? And the answer to that is no. Um, we've put together a list of resources on our website that um, – or sorry, we've put together a, li- a list of resources that if people want to get to those resources, they can contact us yep. um, after, after, the, after the call. Yep. But, brighter, okay. Brighter-investing.com. The dash is important, brighter-investing. Okay. Or you can just right. Google – Investing but there's, there's stuff we don't necessarily have to jump off a cliff and, you know, turn over 40% of our portfolio. We can just start kind of learning, right, and talking with you guys and that kind of stuff. That's absolutely right. I think the best first step is education. There's a lot of nuance that's involved in what you can do. And so learning a little bit more about it, you can start to make some choices that say, what is the best, what is the best first step for me? And there's a lot of public resources out there that you can check out. So before we wrap, what's next for you guys? Where are you going to be putting your time and energy in the next, I don't know, six months or six to eight months? Where are you going to be focusing your energy? Yeah, we're we're out there talking to people as much as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. as a public benefit um, entity, that is our mission. It's not just, well, clients obviously pay the bills, sure, um, but we want to reach a broader audience. So, uh, so many organizations ask us to do talks about, you know, specific aspects of what we do. And it might be, you know, tomorrow I'm giving a talk to a group of sustainability professionals who are not aware that sustainable investing exists. A week and a half later, I'm doing a talk, uh, about food waste and how to, how to, Fight that problem because right. it's a huge problem. We waste forty percent of the food, that and people we, are going hungry. Uh, correct, which is correct. A shame. It's not. It's not sustainable. So, con- right. so you know, continuing to do those kinds of talks because it it educates people that this exists. It ed- educates people about the 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 causes so that mm-hmm. they can do something different. And there's typically someone in that audience that's that really cares and that says, I. You know, I want to talk to these folks, and um, we get an email sometimes before the talk is even over. Wow. Uh, well, it just occurred to me as you were talking, or I guess it, it sunk in a little bit more, there are people who may know a great deal about sustainability and impact and and um, this this more social kind of enterprise, but uh, may not be, you know, all that familiar with the opportunities to impact the business world. And there are people a lot smarter than me that have helped a lot more people and made a lot more money that may not at all be aware that there's opportunities to, to do this kind of thing. So you're, you're, you're not just bringing them together. You're kind of causing them to truly mesh. It sounds like with your work. Absolutely. I mean, we believe that when people know they will act. And as yeah. more and more people start to understand what it is and that they can do it, we think that's we, what it already has, but we believe it will continue to add to a movement that's going to really affect change in our world. Yeah. Okay. One more time. Uh, best coordinates for people to reach out, have a conversation with you or someone on your team or start learning about these topics. Yep. Um, so just go to our website, which again is brighter-investing.com. And uh, you can learn about us and contact us there. If you want to get a list of resources, just um, 
let us know that you heard us on this broadcast and that you want the resources, and we will be happy to email you. And if you want to talk with us, let us know that too, and we will schedule a time to do a brief convo to see if um, we're a fit. And we'll go from there. So, and so, and also, maybe if there is a group that's focused on any one of these topics or more, reach out to you. Maybe for an opportunity, you may be available to speak. Yes, Ab- absolutely. We okay. will. Uh, I mean, I'll uh, we'll talk twenty four hours a day, seven days a week <laughs> if people want. <laughs> If we We've could just get Nancy end. out of her shell, I I mean, this thing could take <laughs> off. <couldn't? laughs> She's very I, shy. You might you might need to you might might need to fill my coffee my reusable <laughs> coffee mug here with my um, stainless steel straw. <laughs> Well, it has been an absolute delight having you two in the studio, and quite sincere, we're going to have you back, and I think we can find all kinds of ways to to, to work together and try to help, help some folks. Uh, can you hang out with us while we visit with our next guest? Definitely. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear about it. All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, we have with us co-owner and operating partner with Workout Anytime in Milton, Georgia, Mr. Russ, yo, good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, Nancy and Gary were pretty impressive, so uh, I yeah, think sorry I might about just that. head out now. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to cut this into a whole separate segment and just publish it on I a different I think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to look uh, silly. <laughs> well, what did you learn in that last segment, though? Because well, you, were, you weren't like playing with your phone. You were genuinely engaged no, in listening. No, I mean, uh, what was really interesting about it, I mean, that I just take from what I'm doing right now is, is their passion uh, about what they're doing. Um, I and my uh, gym really want to create a sense of community that goes on to change the lives of of the people in the future as well. So I think hearing about their passion about actually creating change, um, businesses actually doing um, doing something good for others is is something that I constantly try to remind myself of, and was very nice to hear their passion about that as well. Yeah. All right. So work out anytime. That's right. Why fitness? What what have you always been in that arena? Um, so um, I've had two passions in my life, and that has been theater and fitness. Um, I right before uh, around my sixteenth birthday, um, I got a personal trainer because I watched people on stage and I noticed they were more fit than I was, and I wanted to be up there dancing huh. and singing and um, doing all these fun things. Um, so I was like, you know what, mom. Uh, you know, I, I want to get a, get a personal trainer. I want to get fit. I want to get strong. Uh, I want to look good up there on the stage. So, um, uh, sixteen, I, I got into that, and and honestly, uh, Georgia Forehand, shout out to her, um, really changed my life, my perspective on uh, fitness, on how good I could actually feel. Um, I lost eighty pounds doing that, and. Um, I just, uh, things started to explode for me. I started to get opportunities I never had before. Um, I went into um, Columbus State University for theater, graduated with a BFA in that, and then immediately after that got my personal training certification. So I'm always trying to balance um, these two things. And so when uh, the pandemic hit, I was actually um, touring around the nation doing theater, and theater completely shut down. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I did not thought about the course, you know, being who I am, I knew about the bars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and the restaurants, but it never, it really never occurred to me about the, oh gosh, I guess, I guess they've taken one heck of it. Yes. Minute. Yes. So, oh. um, it actually, um, I went back home for a while, um, and I spoke with my dad who has created this, um, insane, uh, community around his optometry practice. And, um, I was like, 
finally able to sit down for a little while and think about like what the next step I, I just turned 30 and what the next step I, I wanted to do with my life. And he talked to me about my idea that I had, you know, years ago and that we had mentioned before in passing about owning a gym. And I was mm. like, well, I mean, this is a better time than any. Uh, I've got nothing but time. And I, I think in chaos, there becomes a lot of opportunity. Um, and so I just, I, I decided to start looking around. It's interesting. So you had a model in your father of a successful entrepreneur. That's right. An optometry practice. I mean, that's also that that person has to run a business. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's um, again, I, I, I keep using this word, but it's the most important word uh, to me is community. And he created a community around his practice um, where everybody knew his name. He helped so many people. I mean, I still anytime I go back to Columbus, Georgia, my hometown, uh, have to, you know, anytime I go out to a restaurant or anything, your dad helped me with this. Uh, yeah, uh, we get it. I know he's cool. But, um, but uh, yeah, the community he was able to build around that uh, really inspires me to this day. And I always want to emulate that the best I can. Okay, so let's talk about that journey. I know some of our listeners are uh, established entrepreneurs, uh, you know, mid- mid-level execs and small to mid-sized companies. And there are folks who have jobs, or in, in this day and age may actually be challenged even with that, but but they have some aspirations toward doing something entrepreneurial. So I would like very much, if you're willing, walk us through your journey. So you, you and your dad talk about it. Right. Now, there's got to be all kinds of um, ways to pursue this. It's it's yeah. yeah there there are so many different ways and it's and it's very difficult to to take the right path because um, you know when you have um, you know when you're ready to spend money people will come out and try to take it from you in any way that they can <laughs> um, so uh, you have to be very delicate about where you put that money um, and you have to find the right people um, and so I knew I wanted to um, to get into a franchise system I just didn't know which one um, and um, there. All right, wait a minute. Hold the phone a minute, because because sure. I'm interested to know why franchise. Why not? You know, yeah, I, Yo Fitness. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> it's kind of got a good ring to it, doesn't it, Gary? Yeah, it does. your, your people would invest in that, right? It's sustainable. Well, our company is, is you know, uh, we do business as work at any time, but it is Yo Strength LLC. So, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, we did use the. We got a chance to use the Yo name, um, but uh, no, I I think there are so many people in the fitness industry that are doing it right. Um, mm-hmm. that I, that I see, and I had actually been in multiple, my, my dad had been also in multiple gyms, uh, as I moved around the country. Um, and mm-hmm. we always liked the 24 hour fitness platform. Um, oh, one, so, okay. So that was a real draw. The 24 hours. That was okay. a big draw. And, um, it's very hard to do that right. Um, you have to have everything right, um, 24 hours a day that, that make uh, people comfortable, excited to come out to your gym, um, at all hours. So, um, we knew that there were people doing it right. Uh, we just wanted to find the exact right ones. And um, we, we went searching around for gyms, and um, we fell on work at any time. We were like, let's check this out. Um, we met at their corporate offices, and immediately, I was like, the community thing again, like immediately when I walked ah, in the door yeah, and had a meeting yeah. with them, I was like, this is a family. This is what I want to be a part of. You know, I, I want to be surrounded by people that are better than I am at doing this. I want to be, I want to be surrounded by people that I think that are smarter than me. So I have to up my game a little bit. So, um, so when I was talking to them, they seemed very passionate, uh, passionate, knowledgeable about everything that they were doing. And I was like, 
these are the right people. And I, I knew it immediately. Um, I talked to my dad about it. He came out to um, Milton and, and talked to them as well. And um, the, pro- uh, the process just went from there. Um, we just appreciated them so much. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. So you and dad went in on this together. Yes, we did. 50-50. Wow. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. I Maybe not. I love my dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I want to be in business with dad. I love my wife. You know what? My youngest daughter, I would go in business with her. Yeah. And in fact, she, she will be publishing this show tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so and Kelly may be reaching out to you if we don't have a headshot or something like that. Uh, um, I would go into business with Kelly in a New York minute. But this is a... It's always a careful, it's, it's an important decision, but family member even more so, it's, right? It, it can be. It can be if you don't have mutual respect. Um, but we have the, we have the same business uh, sense. Uh, we, we think very similarly. If you met him, you'd understand he's just me. Um, and um, um, I respect him enough to hear him out, and he respects me enough to hear us out. It, it will never uh, affect us, you know, uh, family-wise. Uh, yeah, will... what's Thanksgiving dinner like? I mean, <laughs> we right? talk a lot about <laughs> business now. I mean, that is for sure. Um, but but um, something my sister, um, who is uh, getting her doctor right now, uh, told us early on, and, and we kind of we, we we're a family that always kind of takes a little bit from each other. Um, and uh, she was saying, "Why don't y'all?" separate some time to talk about business and then and then you have to talk about family a little bit too and i was like okay 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 so now we we, we separate our times we have meeting times and then we right. forget about it when we're having a sunday dinner so um so it really doesn't uh i i wouldn't want to be in business with anybody else and that and that is the truth so did you guys decide i'm genuinely curious did, did you decide to delineate very clear lines like dad's going to do this this and this russ is going to focus on these yes things? yes um he he handles um <clears throat> and uh the finances and i handle the day-to-day management of the business um and that and that seems to be the best way to work because he has that finance sense and i have right, uh, right. get out there and do radio interviews and <laughs> you know community grab people say you know like just uh get people in the door so um so uh, that kind of works out for us so what are you finding the most rewarding so far what do you enjoy the most honestly i I think uh especially during this time um people genuinely need a place to go where they feel welcome yeah um and obviously health and fitness is more important now than ever um and i genuinely i mean it, it honestly makes me a little emotional but i mean i genuinely think I'm doing something important for the people in Milton. And um, I'm just so excited uh, to be building this. And I know it's going to be a great community staple um, for a very long time. And so that makes me the most excited. So at some point when you and dad were talking about this, when you were thinking about it, uh, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, uh, (laughs) you had to be thinking, well, you know, is this the right timing with all the craziness that's going on with the pandemic and all that? But was it just like automatic or did you really have to work your way through the idea that not only is this maybe not a time not to do it, maybe it's the time to do it? I think I think it was the time to do it. And obviously there's uh, there's natural fear in doing anything business related. I mean, uh, taking these steps is going to be is going to be scary at any time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there, there's really, uh, you know, fear can hold you back. Um 
but you can't you can't really let it uh, dictate. I, you know, you have to make moves in life, um, and and things. Uh, I, I think this was the perfect time. There's nothing but growth, you know. Now, I mean, thing, things are a little hectic, but people are going to become more and more. Um, uh, you know, people are being vaccinated, feeling more comfortable. Um, yeah, going out and stuff. Oh, let me break real quick. So, uh, a lot of our material is is um, consumed on demand. Sure, right. Uh, even though we are broadcasting live, for those of you who are listening to us, and I know sometimes it could be six months, it could be six years later um we are in the spring of 2021 i'm closing on my woodstock home today so i'm excited about that Uh, but we're 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 beginning to see some light at the end of the tunnel the presidential uh election is over people are getting vaccinated my wife at the as of this moment has had one of the shots getting the second so that's kind of where we are in the in the flow of things so yeah well thank you for that little commercial break but um, all right. So, so go back to what you're saying. You're, you're in the middle of this thing and you and you landed on not only is this a time, this is the time to do this. I think so. Um, I, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm getting uh, I'm obviously getting in a place where people are a little bit um, uh, less excited to go out. Um, but as I said, there's there's nothing but uh, growth potential because um, we're getting it in at this time and people will become more and more comfortable. Things will start to open up more and more, which they already are. Um, yeah. And and you want, you want to get out of the house. Even even if all you have is the membership card and you just go to the pizza place next door, <laughs> honey, I'm going to work out anytime. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> you got to get totally out of the agree. house, right? But I mean, that, that that's the main thing too. I mean, people come in in the morning at eight in the morning and, and they just want to talk about their lives. They want to talk, they want to get out of the house and and talk okay to so there really is something being, to this right you know <laughs> um and and we do we keep a very clean environment we ha- have an air uh, filtration system in there so everybody feels comfortable to come in mm-hmm. um and um you know and and that's what people are looking for right now they people are looking um you know to to speak to one another again to to feel uh, companionship out out in you know their daily lives again Okay, so let's get tactical systems processes because, again, a lot of our folks are aspiring entrepreneurs or they're like me. You know, we've kind of muddled it through. You know, Business Radio X were sort of a 15-year-old overnight success story, right? Right. Um, but I'll take all the learning I can get. It's one of the things I enjoy about having these conversations. Um, speak to, uh, with specific respect, to, to work out anytime. Sure. Um, but also in general systems processes because um, that's part of what drew you to this outfit, right. right? Well, I mean, the, the main thing that I had to realize is I, I, I didn't know everything. Um, so I, that's why, um, basically their whole setup, it was exactly what we were looking for. Um, we have data track systems that, um, that keep, um, pictures of the members so we can like immediately when I get in there, I'm starting to, you know, acclimate myself with, with everybody in, um, in the gym, um, we have uh, great outreach programs. Uh, we use Ularity to um, really put ourselves out there on Facebook, social media, and stuff like that. Um, and then, I'm our, sorry, what was that? Ularity. Uh, Ularity. This is right. a, a resource, something that helps you manage your yes, social. Yes, it's an advertising research, uh, resource that helps us advertise and get out to the community. The Fancy. Best as well, now I can send them an invoice, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Ularity. Um, but uh, Ularity. Okay, thanks. There, there are so many systems in place that that make uh that make it work uh successfully but i I think uh abc financial and our data track system are probably uh probably the things that make it work the best well no systems and processes and i learned this the hard way um you know lee and i've made every mistake you could possibly make in terms of building up our network i'm sure but we've had a few victories along the way as well 
And one of the things that took much longer to sink in than it should have for me is the just the value in systems and processes. Yes. We've even come to the point now that if anybody does anything more than once, then part of the task is to document it. Right. If it's not already a documented process. This is not how my brain works. Right. It's not even how my brain works now. It's a, it's a discipline. Now, um, so I mean, there's tremendous value in that. When you work with an outfit, like a workout anytime, what's the culture like from franchisor to franchisee, that, that community? How are you finding the workout anytime franchisee, franchisor? Well, it's culture? great because we all have to work together. Because if you get a, a premium membership with us, um, then or uh, even the $19 basic, uh, you get um, mm. into any gym across the nation. Really? Um, so, yeah. Oh, wow. So, basically. So, when Nancy goes crusading all across the country, she can hit them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <She's not convinced>. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so, we all have to be teammates. You know, we, you know if someone uh, has a difficulty at one of our gyms, it, it you know, uh, kind of looks uh, bad on all of us. So we, we try to make it comfortable. really have to support each right. other for all our remote members, our right. check-ins from other locations <clears throat> and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we create, I mean, honestly, we create the most successful environment there is to have, I mean, we have um, tanning hydro massage for all our tanning uh, or for all our premium members. And we also have, I think um, <clears throat> the best equipment that, there is, especially in, in the Milton location. And some of that stuff's going to be a moving target, right? Like there, there'll be some other service we're not even thinking of right now that, you know, a year from now, we'll, that, that'll be a really cutting edge service to sure. have in your, sure. in your facility. Yeah. And that's why you have to keep adapting, you know, um, adapt to the times, adapt to the newest equipment, uh, adapt to everything to, to make yourself the most successful. Cause the people that stand still are the people that'll be washed away for sure. Wow, that's good. Somebody write that down. <laughs> I love that. Kelly, if you're listening, that's the quote. <laughs> that, that, that's great. Uh, so the, um, the financial model for sure. this particular business, um, I, I'm operating under the impression that uh, this can be a very lucrative business, yes? Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's all done on draft. Uh, it's just uh, people buy monthly open-ended memberships. Mm-hmm. It's nineteen dollars for basic, twenty four ninety nine for our premium, um, and um, basically our goal is to create the environment that they want to come, you know, spend that money in. Right. right. Um, but other than that, it, it's a, it's about um, it's about <clears throat> having the best environment possible. Um, that's really all the job is. It's 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 very simple. It's very simple. It a good gym with hydro massage and tanning that people want to come to. All right, so twenty four seven's got to be compelling. That I find that compelling, and yes. um, this one reason I'm doing radio. But for those of you who don't know, I'm not particularly fit. Uh, <laughs> but maybe now that so. I now that I can walk to my house and back to the yeah. studio, that's a, that, you're that's looking a start. nice. Okay, so twenty four seven. That's got to be compelling. Uh, location must be important in, yes. in your world. Lo- yeah. Location. So where uh, where exactly are you located? We are in uh, off a of high. Highway 9, uh, we're in Bethany Village next to a huge Publix. You cannot miss Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, um, yeah, the 24 hours is, is our, probably our most compelling sure, feature. Sure, sure. Uh, people are busy. I mean, right now, uh, people have lives that are their schedules changing every day. So when we're open 24 hours, you have – we're staffed from 8 to 8, but you have scan card access, so you can get in at any time. Got it. And then marketing for you, a little different maybe than the B2B marketing 
world, sure. but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we, some we, of the principles try, are the same. We still try to do a, a good amount of B2B. I mean, we try to talk to our businesses around us, um, and especially we're having a re-grand opening on uh, April 17th, and we're trying to get a bunch of businesses to come uh, help us out and promote their businesses and gain, uh, gain some customers with us. All right, well, wait a minute. Help me think through that. Sure. Um, and let me know if there's a way we can contribute and, and help as well. So you are you are courting other businesses and trying to yeah yes. walk me through this plan. Yeah, well, um, that would not have occurred for, to me for your particular kind of business. It's uh, it's. I was going to sell Gary and Nancy a show. <laughs> I was going to call them tomorrow and say, "Man, y'all should have your own show." I, that I got figured out, but I didn't have you on my radar. So yeah, walk yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a difficult time to do B two B. That's that's for sure. But I, it, it would be difficult for me to come in as the new owner and not rely on actually talking to the people that are around me. I mean, you okay. know, they wouldn't know I existed if I, sure. if I didn't go and promote myself. So, um, yeah, we, we, we try to, uh, we try to talk to other businesses, uh, get them to help and help out. We, uh, we have a very close connection with uh, fresh and fit, which is, uh, a service of, uh, basically pre-made meals. Um, oh, okay. We have yeah. our own fridge in our place where people come and pick nice. up their meals and stuff like that. Um, and we love them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, we just try to connect with as many people as possible. Well, and people who are also in business, they understand the needs of other businesses. And if you can get the, it all goes, you've been, you've said the word a half a dozen times during this conversation is community, right? Right. right. But I, I guess I'm just now opening my, my, my eyes and my heart to the idea that, that includes other business people sure. in the community. Now, is there, is there ever any um, design on having a little bit of a commercial, um, uh, product or service where a little company like Business Radio X, maybe one of our benefits is if you're on our team, you know, you gotta, you've got a member. So I end up r- buying a dozen memberships from you instead of two. Right. Yes. You yes. got something like that? Okay. Uh, we, what's great about me being in there every day and the owner is I can make any deal I want. Um, got it. And okay. So, and so, there you um, go. and so I, I, I love to make package deals for companies. Um, I, cause I, what a neat benefit, right? I mean, for, for, a really modest investment. That's a neat thing to to be able to provide. Of course, of yeah. course, and and people and people love to give their businesses memberships and stuff like that because you know it's not going to be a, an exuberant cost to them, but it's of great benefit to their employees. Sure. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. All right. So what's uh, you got a lot going on? A lot. Yes. So yes. Uh, what can the people in this room and the people on uh, on the other side of the microphone? Uh, what can we be doing to help, man? Um, well, I would love, um, I, first of all, I am there all the time. Please come and say, Hey, I will, I will talk to you. I will give you a tour. Um, we will definitely have some fun. Um, you can, uh, reach us at workoutanytime.com slash Milton as well. Um, and also I, I'd like to promote, um, on Friday, April 16th, uh, the chamber of commerce at 11 AM is coming, doing a ribbon cutting. Ah, cool. And, at our location, and then uh, the day after, April 17th on Saturday, we're getting a food truck out there. We're going to have some games. All we're going right. to have some prizes. <laughs> we're going to have a ton of fun, so please come out and visit us. Fantastic. But, but I'm quite sincere. We, we want to continue to see what we can do to support your efforts. Everyone who comes through this studio, the vast majority of our listeners, I mean, we are pro-business. Many of us have our own businesses. We want to support and celebrate each other. So, And as creative as you are uh, and as exciting and enthusiastic as you are about the, the work and genuinely serving the, uh, 
the Milton community. Um, let's uh, let's let's continue to see if we can find some ways to work and play together. Well, thank you. That that really means a lot to me. And 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 uh, to <clears throat> Gary and Nancy, and to you, um, Stone. Uh, this this radio show and this kind of stuff is what inspires um, entrepreneurs to um, keep doing it. it. Is a hard time for everybody, but yeah. um, we're going to keep pushing through. And um, I really appreciate being on the show today. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Mm-hmm.